Hey friends, welcome to But What If You Did? On this pod, we are all about some serious millennial real talk and diving into those uncomfortable topics we've been conditioned to believe we just shouldn't talk about. I'm your host, Allison, and right now, when I look around, I see so many millennials trying to navigate these big life transitions. And well, if that isn't you, maybe you just have this gut feeling that it's time to pivot, but you're standing in your own way because you just don't know where to start. Maybe this isn't what you want to hear, but successfully navigating any big life change starts with putting in the work to learn about yourself. If you want to level up in life, it starts with learning to be self-aware and building those life skills that we simply weren't taught in the classroom. So are you committed to doing the uncomfortable growth work? Well, if that was a hell yes, then grab some coffee and let's get ready to dive right in. Hey friends, welcome back. I'm Allison and this is But What If You Did, the podcast empowering millennials to ditch those limiting beliefs and to take actions in the messy middle seasons of life. So what's new in my world this week? Well, probably the most exciting thing is the fact that I have officially filed for my LLC. And this is something that I've spent way too much time overthinking and overanalyzing over the last few months and trying to get right when really imperfect action would have moved the needle forward a lot faster. So today's conversation was definitely timely for me. In today's conversation, we are talking about leaving the need for external validation at the door and how rewarding imperfect action can actually feel. So can you relate to the following? I have a degree in X, but I don't actually like doing X. Well, you know, fill in the blank, right? Because everyone's story is a little bit different. Today, I am just so excited to introduce you guys to Carrie McDonald. Carrie is literal proof that you can pivot successfully and take control of living a life you're obsessed with. Sometimes you have to see someone else do it to see that it's possible for you. So grab some coffee and let's get to today's conversation with Carrie. All right, friends. Well, I am so excited to introduce Carrie to you today. Carrie, why don't you go ahead and tell my listeners a little bit about your story? Absolutely. Thanks for having me, Allison. Super excited to be here and just chat about my experiences through this crazy thing we call life. So um, I am uh, 29 years old and I started off my career about, uh, I guess, gosh, it was seven years ago, maybe as a teacher, I went to school for education and I was a music teacher for about five years and realized I wasn't where I wanted to be like professionally or personally. I wasn't happy in the career that I had. I wasn't happy doing what I was doing day in and day out. And I really wanted to make a change for myself and ended up learning some new skills that ended up catapulting me into a job in e-commerce where I worked for a startup e-commerce company. And I learned as much as I could and absorbed as much as I could over about three years. And now I've transitioned full-time into uh, having my own marketing agency. And I help multiple e-commerce businesses grow and scale um, by improving their digital marketing. So that's where I'm at now. And I'm super excited for this growth. It's been a whirlwind, but hopefully I have you know some things to share that might inspire others to, you know, get on their path in life. 
I love that. I What I've loved so much about your story is just that like, I feel like they're such polar opposites and yet you found this really awesome path to kind of transition between the two. I know after we chatted recently, I walked away feeling really like empowered to take ownership of my own actions. Um, I definitely have always been someone that I feel like I have to have like that perfect plan in order to move forward or I'm constantly looking for that like external validation from someone else that this is the right move for me rather than just like trusting my gut instinct. And I think what I felt so inspired about your story was that it was really filled with so many parts of imperfect action where you just kind of tried something. Mm -hmm. Um, So I would love to talk about how you, you know, when you decided to pivot from music teacher to graphic designer, how did that feel? What did that look like for you? Well, for me, I mean, music was always my passion. So growing up uh, in school, I was in plays, I was in choir, I was I was in the all of the creative uh, musical outlets that you could find at a school. And but one thing that really reigned true for me was I was just a creative person, very creative in and out. I'm not a great artist. I'm not a great drawer or anything like that. But I'm just a creative person. I've got a creative mind um, and that is true for music and design, you know, so they both go hand in hand. Also, I am also a very tech savvy person. So luckily I was able to learn, you know, all the things about computers and the the design programs. And so it felt different, you know, but finding a career in music is, is really hard. You either teach it or you practice it. And in order to practice it, it's more about who you know than you know your actual abilities. And um, so I, I ended up on the teaching side. And for me, that just wasn't for me. Um, and so to go to graphic design was really fun and different. I was still practicing my creativity. I could try out different things and see how you know they work together. And I was learning a new skill, which was really exciting for me. So you know it it was exciting. Um, and I, I loved every part about learning something new. So when you started to learn something new, you kind of went the self-taught route, which I think we grow up as millennials in this very cookie cutter mindset of like, you go to school, you get the college degree, you Mm -hmm. start working in that field. And that's the field you work in for your entire life. And I think sometimes when we feel called to something different, our first Mm -hmm. gut reaction is, well, I don't have a degree in that. Or yeah. I need to go back to school for that. What did that feel like for you when you kind of realized that there were some alternative methods to learning and self-teaching yourself these skills? And how did you go about that? Yeah, well, you know, the I was really blessed. So I went to college and I did not have any debt coming out of college because my parents are amazing and they did all the right things to save up and and get me through college for four years. But they said, all right, if you want to go any more than four years, if that's going to be on you. And a lot of my friends and a lot of the people, you know, in our similar um, millennial ecosphere, they all had student loans, a lot of people. And some people are still paying off their student loans. And, you know, I, I, I feel for all of those people, like, but I did not want that to be me. So I was luckily, lucky to get through four years. But in order to get to the next level of my teaching career, I would have had to get my master's and seemingly if I wanted to go in another direction, I would have had to get another degree. And those were just things that 
I, I was scared to take on the debt, honestly. Like I had never been in that much debt in my life, thankfully. And I'm very lucky to say that, but it was just not something I wanted to do. So I started off, honestly, YouTube. I, I went to YouTube for everything. Like, And when I first started, I was um, doing calligraphy. So I was watching videos on YouTube and Instagram, just how to do it, um, how like what the basics were and things like that. And then while I was doing my calligraphy stuff and I had started a, a business, like a small business on the side for that, where I was selling calligraphy pieces, then I realized, okay, if I learned how to digitize my writing, then I could make this process a little faster. I did not have to hand write every piece that I was doing, right? Because that took up a lot of time. So it was more so how can I make what I'm doing more efficient? And then I learned Photoshop and then I took online courses um, through a platform called Udemy. And I took courses on Photoshop and Illustrator. And I really just use the internet to help me learn everything that I needed to know. And then I just practiced a lot. Like I did it like all the time. And that's, that's how you get better is through practice. I think you brought up a couple of really important things. One, like you said, the consistent practice on anything. I think yeah. we often want to downplay the importance of being consistent, but then you look at it, you know, a professional athlete and how did they get better at free throws? They practiced every day. How did you get better exactly. at dancing? You practiced every day. Mm -hmm. um, and so I think that that is so transferable across so many facets of life. And I think sometimes we get in this mindset of like, well, that's only if I'm trying to learn a specific skill when really that could be used towards any portion of life. You just have to yep. be really in tune with seeing that. What are, Absolutely. you know, you mentioned Udemy. What are some other resources that you found? Like I know there's things like Skillshare out there nowadays and there are more platforms available, but what is it about YouTube that you found so helpful? Or what is it like, are you drawn more to videos or audio? Yeah, I, I am a visual learner. So YouTube specifically, um, what drew me to it was that it's free and that there's millions of resources on there for free and there's different people to learn from. So that's like the cool part is that, you know, okay, let's say you go to school to learn graphic design and you have a class in which you're learning uh, Adobe Photoshop, let's say, and you have one professor and you've got to deal with that professor and their learning style. And you've got to get through, um, that course and, hope for the best, right? And you might not like their teaching style or you might not be receptive to their teaching style because everybody does have their own learning styles, right? So um, unlike that situation, YouTube, there's not only millions of different videos, there's hundreds of thousands of different teachers, you could call them, on that platform that will um, tell you things in different ways. And you hear more and more different things. And that's how you learn and become better. And then you put kind of all the resources together that you've learned from all the different videos that you've watched. And that's what makes you and your skill set unique. I love that you brought up the point about like the different learning styles, because I think that that is also such an incredibly important part of self-awareness. Yeah. Um, we talk a lot about self-awareness and how that kind of moves you towards self-acceptance um, on this podcast. And I think sometimes it can be, it can feel um, like we're just spinning our wheels when we're trying all these different things, right? But I think sometimes it's what you're learning from the journey of going through that. So 
I know I've bought several online courses that I'm like, oh yeah, that really vibes with me. And then I start taking the course and I'm like, I'm not actually absorbing anything from it, right? Because Mm -hmm. the way that person teaches might be different than how they spoke on whatever platform I was introduced to them through. Um, So I think it's a a really important part of the self-awareness journey to kind of really learn about yourself and how you learn best and to keep trying. Like if someone's message doesn't resonate with you, there is someone else out there that might resonate more with you. You just have to keep looking for them. That's right. And you know, there's there's a ton of courses out there. And so everybody's trying to sell their own course and a lot of people charge a lot of money. And I'm not saying that those courses aren't valuable, but for some people, that's a big investment. Like those courses can be a really big investment for people. And I would say before you do invest, just make sure that you really resonate with what that person is saying. And, um, everything, the free content that they're giving out. Cause a lot of course providers give out a lot of free content. So I would just kind of study that even like reach out and talk to them or their team if you can. And like you said, just because you hear something from one person, it doesn't resonate with you. doesn't mean you're, you can't be good at that thing, or it doesn't mean that you don't, you know, you're not going to like to do that thing. That's just what one person's perspective is. But that's what I like about the internet and online learning, because there's just so many resources out there. And there's so many different people putting different things out that they have a different perspective. And that's, what's awesome, you know, about the internet. There's a lot of things that are awesome, but that's one of them. (laughs) Yes. And I think for our generation, we kind of like, we grew up through like, you know, like middle school age where like the internet was like starting to become a thing, but it wasn't really a thing. And then it just kind of like, we went through the boom with the internet And it became such an integral part of our lives, but we still remember life without the internet. So I think sometimes we forget how much value it actually adds when you know how to use it. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, yeah, the internet, I remember using AOL and uh, AIM Messenger and and this little- (laughs) The dial-up. Yeah, this little uh, cartoony little game. And like, that was the extent of it. And it was like, okay, then just starting to use the internet to find information for reports and things on school. And they, they taught us how to do all of that. And now, I mean, it still shocks me to this day. I've worked in a, in a couple of different industries and it still baffles my mind that people ask, um, they don't know how to find information on Google still. It's like, Google is like the biggest search engine in the world and can give you literally any answer that you need. And it can teach you so much. And, um, that's like the first place that I turn for anything, you know, for any question that I have. Um, so yeah, it's, it's using the tools really wisely because we grew up learning how to use them. So we've got to use them to our advantage. I've seen several instances at work where you're like talking to someone in an older generation where mm-hmm. a new you know platform comes out and they're like, I don't know what to do with it. How did you learn it? And you hear like the millennial or the Gen Zer that's like, oh, I went and YouTubed it. Exactly. Oh, I went home last night and I looked it up on Instagram. Oh, there was a whole tutorial on their website. And it's just, it's such a different world now that like that has become so second nature to us. And I think that that is something that was lost on previous generations. And it's up to us to kind of help educate people towards that nowadays. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's, that's accurate. Yeah. So something else that I really like loved about hearing your story was when you transitioned from music teacher to graphic designer, it was because someone was willing to take a chance on you when you didn't have the skills on your resume. 
I would love to dive into a little bit of what that felt like in the moment. Was it scary? Was it, were you anxious about it? Or did it just feel like a chance you had to take? Yeah. I mean, when I, I was in my fifth year of teaching and I was like, I have to get out of here. <laughs> it could have been a combination of the school that I was in. Cause I was in an, in a non-desirable school district and I was teaching older children, which I always thought I wanted to teach elementary. So teaching high school was definitely what I, something I didn't prepare myself for. And, um, I was like, I, I, I got to get out of here. Cause I'm not happy. I just, I couldn't see myself doing that, you know, my whole life, but I was applying to all these jobs on indeed. And my resume said bachelor of science in music, music education and music teacher for the last five years. Before that I was a pre-K teacher and I was a substitute teacher. So I only had teaching on my, my resume and I didn't want to be a teacher anymore. I was looking into administrative jobs. I was looking into jobs in higher education. Um, and I, I wasn't getting anywhere. I was getting zero interviews, zero reachbacks, nothing. And I realized now being on the other side of it, because I was uh, able to get the opportunity to hire people at my last job, being on the other side of it, the way a job looks like on Indeed is you have hundreds of resumes flowing in and Indeed shows you the ones that have like the highest qualifications based on their resume. So to even find the people that might give like 110% to the job and might like really do something amazing, it's hard because when you have hundreds of resumes to sift through, you really are just looking at those words on the paper. So. I would say, you know, applying for jobs in bigger companies and applying for jobs even online via Indeed is going to be really hard if your resume doesn't include what they're looking for in terms of experience. And so that was really hard for me. And it was really discouraging because I really wanted to get out of my current position, but I, I was having no luck. And um, it was scary a little bit to leave teaching, but luckily... I did find someone who um, trusted me, who believed in my, you know, experiences and what I had taught myself, and believed that I was capable. And um, I got hired as a graphic designer for a small e-commerce company. And yeah, of course, I was scared, and I was having those feelings of, um, I guess you, you would call them. Um, I guess people call them imp like imposter syndrome today. I was having those imposter syndrome thoughts, but really at the end of the day, I was confident in myself and my abilities. I was like, I'm a creative person. The company was right up my alley. It was a beauty company. It was a modern company. Their brand color was like pink. And I was like, that's my whole life color is pink. So I felt like I could resonate, you know, with the brand and I went for it and it turned out to be really great because, you know, I didn't end up staying in design. Um, there was a lot of pivots. So, um, it was scary to leave the job, but it was, it ended up being the best thing I could have done for myself. I, something that I, you know, I think we've seen a lot in the last couple of years, especially throughout the pandemic is how much people are starting to kind of turn away from the traditional forms of job employment and, mm -hmm. um, you know, networking and kind of having, you know, whether it's through LinkedIn or 
social media, they're finding new ways to use social media platforms as a networking tool. Mm-hmm. What is your experience with using social media as a networking tool? Yeah. So, um, a few years ago, if you would ask me that question, uh, social media networking would not have even appeared in the same sentence for me. Um, social media to me was like a, like a entertainment channel. It was like something for me to consume at the end of a long day, or I was putting my pictures and my life experiences out there for other people to consume and see what I was doing, you know? And, and that was what, what it was for me. And, um, once I started um, a venture of my own, which was a, a small brand, a clothing brand that I was doing, I realized, okay, in order for me to get the audience that I want, I've got to use this as a tool. I can't waste my time here scrolling around. I can't, you know, it does not do me any good to consume everybody's pictures and just post for personal gain. Social media is, when we use it in the proper way, it can be the greatest tool that we have because it can connect us with hundreds, if not thousands of people, um, from different walks of life. And it's like, everybody's on Instagram, like from Kim Kardashian to you and I, even though her assistant might run her account, everybody's there and CEOs of companies are on there and heads higher ups at companies are on there and people, you never know who can introduce you to somebody who might be able to catapult you forward in your life. So just getting out of posting for fun, getting out of scrolling through that feed for hours um, and seeing it in a way of, okay, how can I connect with people? How can we mutually benefit each other? And how can, you know, this network connection benefit us for the future? Instagram is a great tool. Um, Twitter is also a great tool, but also LinkedIn. I wasn't doing anything on LinkedIn during my teaching career, um, except for updating my job positions as I got them. And then I would log off. But since I've started posting on LinkedIn and connecting with people on LinkedIn, I'm reaching out to people and getting connected with higher ups at companies that I would have never got connected with previously. And nine times out of 10, it really is them on LinkedIn. And they're looking for people who they can hire. They're looking for interns. They're looking for people to um, get connected with that they might be able to come partners with and things like that. LinkedIn is, is a crazy space. And everybody should get on there, start posting, start connecting, start DMing people. And networking is the key. That's what's going to help catapult you forward. Yeah, I think it goes back to the whole like not being afraid to have a conversation with someone. I think so often as millennials, it feels really scary to go have these social interactions with people. Like we don't Mm -hmm. even want to call and make a doctor's appointment for ourselves because that (laughs) means we have to talk to someone, right? If there's anything that good that came out of this pandemic, it's the fact that I can now text my doctor when I want an appointment instead (laughs) of having to like go inside and talk to them. But when you use social media, like you said, as a tool and you start to have those conversations, like I can't tell you how many of my like favorite authors I now have daily conversations with Mm -hmm. just because I enjoy talking to them. And I think they have fascinating stories that resonate with me. Like I would have never found that if it hadn't been for taking a chance on commenting on one of their pictures or joining a clubhouse room with them or sending them a message and just starting a conversation because I think the other part of it is that we forget that everyone on social media is also a person just like us. 
Well, exactly. Yeah. They're also just there for the connection and the relationships. Um, It's up to us to take advantage of that. Yeah. Yeah. Behind the pictures is a person, you know, and, and if you can frame it as like, so, you know, life is, life is hard and everybody wants to, I guess, get ahead in life, whatever that looks like for them. Right. It could be getting ahead in your career. It could be getting ahead. You know, you want to start your own business and you want to catapult that, whatever. And if you don't put yourself out there and ask for the things that you need, then it's not going to happen for you. Like people are not just going to slide into your DMS and be like, Hey, I have this great opportunity for you. If you're not putting yourself out there and asking for it, you know, or reaching out to people and and just asking for what you want. And if it's a no, then you're no, you're no less behind or ahead than you were, you know, and you're, you're still the same person. It didn't affect you negatively. It's just one. No, you're going to run into a lot of no's in your life. But it's funny that you said that about the doctor because I still don't want to call my doctor to make it <laughs> right. Like it is so the like traditional millennial reaction to like, oh well, I just didn't deal with the credit card or you know person because I just didn't want to talk to them on the phone. And my only option was to talk to them on the phone. So I guess that that's like a hint to business owners. Like you should make sure that people always have a text option to communicate with you. No, um, yes, <laughs> but really, like that's just how I think how our generation. Uh, thinks about life sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. But even so, I mean, video content can be really big. So like, even if, you know, even if you do want to connect with somebody on, on Instagram and their DMS, sending a voice memo or sending a video message could, could really put you ahead. Let's say that you really wanted to like get something from them. Like, and I don't mean that in a way that you're going to take, take, take and not give back. I mean, just you're looking for someone that might be able to help you sending a voice memo or a video message can, can help put you out there and stand you above the rest. And it's more personable. And it's just, the more you do it, the the easier it gets, you know, same with everything practice makes perfect, but it also makes you feel more comfortable and, and confident to keep doing it. Oh yeah. I remember when I started my Instagram account for the podcast, people would be like, you have to show up on stories. You have to show up on Instagram lives. You have to show up. And that was like the most intimidating thing in the world for me. I was like, no, I can just post and it's fine. But you don't build connection through just standard posting and through words. They have to have that part where they feel connected to what it is you're saying and how you're saying it and hear the intonation in your voice. Mm -hmm. Um, I think that's Mm -hmm. such an important part of, of, speech and why we connect with certain people um, more than others. It's not just about what it is we're saying. It's about how we're saying it and the emotion that goes with it. Absolutely. And, you know, the same thing I can say for brands, you know, there's so many, there's like 24 million e-commerce brands, you know, in the world today. And the brands that are winning are the ones that are making more personal connections with their customers. And the customers want a more personal connection with a brand. They're more willing to buy from a small business owner who is in front of the camera showing how she uses her products in her daily life rather than the big box brand who's just showing you plain pictures on a white background saying, buy our product, here's 20% off. You know, it's it's all about the connection. It's all about these personal ways that we can help, you know, get into each other. And so it it applies for all, all aspects, brands, personal, um, trying to get ahead. You know, I think it applies everywhere. I love that. I, so something else that we talked about the last time we spoke was about this idea of investing in your mindset and how that's Mm -hmm. such an important part of the journey. 
What does it mean to you to really invest in your mindset? Yeah, well, investing in your mindset is the most uh, important thing you can do for yourself. And um, I think that because of social media and because of the, the consumption of social media, that there are people who are in like a negative and deep mindset with themselves and they don't, they're just not in the right place to be order to to be able to get where they want to go in life. Right. And that applies everywhere. And, um, so the minute I stopped using social media in that way, my mindset improved because I was no longer looking for what other people were doing and to validate, validate myself, you know, by posting a picture and seeing how many likes that I get. Right. And so that, that alone gave me a really good, um, positive mindset about myself. I started feeling just more confident about myself. And like, I looked at myself in the mirror and talked to myself in the mirror rather than letting people in the comments talk to me. Right. And tell me about myself or whoever didn't show up in the comments. Right. And making me feel a certain type of way. So that, that to me was really important for my mindset was just looking at social media differently and kind of letting it go and it, it not mattering to me anymore. And then after that, I had to get really clear about what my intentions were for my life and what my goals were and where I wanted to see myself in five, you know, 10, 20 years. And for me, I wanted to have my own company and I knew what I was good at. And so I knew what I needed to do in order to make the company happen. And then I just studied what other people were doing in the space. And I listened to a lot of people like Gary V. I mean, he's iffy, but Gary V, Brendan Burchard, like I just listened to a lot of mindset people and got myself understanding of what I needed to do, which just be really clear about what I wanted from my life and be laser focused on getting there and take massive action to get there. And, um, so, you know, clearing out social media, um, treating my body right. That was like a big thing with like yoga and working out. I hate working out, but it does give you energy and it does give you positivity. And so, and it makes you feel good about yourself, makes you feel stronger and everything like that. So um, for me, I had to do those things in order to get laser focused to where I wanted to go. And I think that if you can get your mindset on the right track, and you can get laser focused about your future, then you can just, you can achieve anything you want, you know? And a lot of times our mind is in the way, limiting beliefs are in the way or people, people's um, thoughts about how our lives should be are in the way. And the minute that we just start getting really clear about what we want for ourselves and what it's going to take to do that, um, And then just staying positive. And that's where like, you know, the whole working out thing comes in and reading books and listening to podcasts, you know, like this one and, and things like that. And yeah, I think that's what can help with the mindset piece. It's really important. Do you remember like a specific part in your journey where like the mindset switch really kind of happened? Like, was it in your graphic design job? Was it when you started to move into starting your own business? Was there a certain point that you like feel like was a really like pivotal season for you? Well, yes, it was um, actually. 
so I didn't really get into a, a great mindset until number one, um, for me, I got into a relationship. So I, when I was not in a relationship, I, w- I felt like I was missing something. And I, you know, I, it's my number one goal in life is to get married and become a mom. So that to me was like finding someone to be my partner in life was, you know, on the top of my mind and, um, not being able to find that somebody was, was hard for me, but what I gained from that experience was a ton of confidence in myself. And so being single gave me a lot of confidence, a lot of, um, I, I was able to get really clear about who I was, what my, what my real passions and interests were, you know, after I left my job that I hated, like, what did I really like to do? And what my expectations were for people who are entering my life, whether that was friends or other people, um, relationships, things like that. And then I ended up meeting someone who was fantastic and he's my partner in business and life. And, um, so that was, that was one thing that gave me ease, but then we decided that we wanted to start a company together and it was right at the start of COVID and we were working from home and we realized, okay, we're kind of in control of our own schedules. Now we can work the hours that we want to work and we can make the most of every hour since we don't have to commute anywhere. So that's when I started waking up really early in the morning, like 5 a.m., working out before work, going to work, not even going to, just going to my living room to work. (laughs) And then being um, really, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, I set boundaries at my job. So I was like, okay, I'm going to sign off by four o'clock and I'm not going to check my email or my Slack messages after that. And I'm going to dedicate my evenings to my business and my weekends to my business because that's what I want for my future. Uh, so that's when the mindset mindset shift happened when I was pretty much in control of all of my hours and I wanted to make every single hour count. And um, you know, I I was ready to catapult, you know, my future. But I will say that, you know, if that's what you want to do. You've just got to be in the right spot for it. You know, like you might want to start a business, but it might not be the right time for you. Or like you might not be in the right mindset right now, just work towards the mindset and then the rest will come. Um, because it's not for everybody. Everybody talks about starting a business, but it's okay to want to just excel in your career or be a stay at home mom and be great at that. Like that's okay. Like everybody has their own paths, but just be great at what you know you want to do and be ready for that you know next step whatever it is for you something like i said we talk a lot about self acceptance and a, a big portion of that is it's you really don't for me like the pivotal moments of change always came when i fell in love with who i was or the life That's that right. i was living right and i think mm-hmm. that you really need to love where you're at before you can love where you're going. And I think sometimes as millennials, we feel very inclined to skip ahead based on the expectations that we feel are pushed down upon us by society. And Mm -hmm. by doing so, we find ourselves in these really terribly unhappy places. Um, But the good things in life come at the precipice of I love myself and I'm going to make this happen. And so Mm -hmm. learning to embrace where you are in your journey and to love where you are in your journey and to love the people around you that are supporting you, I think is such an important part of all of this. 
Yeah, absolutely. No, that, that was certainly it for me too, you know? Um, and whether you determine, okay, I like where I'm at right now, but here's where I see myself and here's how I can get there. Or I don't like where I'm at right now. Here's what I need to do in order to get me where I see myself in the future, right? It's okay to be at either place. And yeah, I think loving yourself is definitely the key. I think it's, it's a mixture of loving yourself and having confidence in yourself. And that's inner and outer confidence, like have confidence that you are the best at what you do, have confidence that you do know what you're doing and you do know what you're talking about. You know, just having confidence in your abilities, in your future, all of it, despite what anybody tells you, uh, those are like the biggest things. And um, I have a hundred percent confidence for anything I want to do in my life. And I'm 100% confident in, in my confident in myself just because I've trained myself now to be that way, you know, and I've worked on mm-hmm. that and here I am and I'm really happy. And I, I would love for everybody to, to get there and be there because it's, it's a really, it's a really lovely feeling. Um, because all we have is, is ourselves in this world, you know, at the end of the day. <laughs> so. You know, one of the reasons that I wanted you guys to meet Carrie today was because I think sometimes you need to see proof that you can pivot successfully, that you can change paths successfully. Like you need proof that someone has done it before you because that gives you the confidence to do it for yourself, right? To kind of latch on what it is that you're striving for and to realize that it doesn't always have to feel easy, but there is always a way for it to happen. Well, it never feels easy and, <laughs> and it, it is almost always uh, scary or nerve wracking, but you know, the, the best thing, um, that I did was just take chances on myself. And, um, I knew that at the end of the day, even if I didn't, you know, get where I wanted to go at the next step, I was still going to make a living for myself. You know, I'm not going to let myself starve, you know, and what's just think to yourself, what's the worst that can happen. And yeah, it is possible for all of us to pivot and life is too short to do something that you don't enjoy to do. So you should always push towards that and just try as hard as you can to find something that will make you happy. I love that. So something that I like to wrap up every interview with is as millennials, I think we are very much inclined to not give ourselves enough credit for when we have gone through the hard things in life and mm-hmm. we've still made it out on top. So when you look back a year from now, what is it that you think you'll be most proud of yourself for? I'm going to be most proud of myself for taking, you know, taking the leap and taking a chance on myself like I just said. So I recently quit my full-time job to go all in on my marketing agency and it's a little bit scary. Same way going into graphic design from being a teacher was scary, but ultimately I'm excited because I know my potential and I'm confident in myself and my abilities. And a year from now, I'm going to look back and I'm going to be grateful that I took that chance on myself because I know what it's going to do for me um, professionally and how it's going to, it's going to move me forward. And so that's what I'm going to be proud of myself about just taking a risk. I was talking to someone the other day and they said, you know what? The universe rewards people that are willing to take risks. You have to tell the universe you're ready before it can reward you. And I thought that that was a really, a really good uh, thing to think about from time to time. Yeah, I love that. I love that. Especially as I'm, I'm getting into manifestations and things like that, affirmations. And so I'm like, okay, yes, universe, I'm ready for the reward. I've done the hard part now. Mm -hmm. Yep. (laughs) 
All right, yeah. friends. Well, this has been so much fun. Um, Carrie, before we go, why don't you tell everyone where they can connect with you at? Yeah, absolutely. So you can find me on Instagram, um, Carrie Kathleen, K-E-R-I, Kathleen, K-A-T-H-L-E-E-N. Also at my marketing agency, Instagram, which is Echelon X Agency or echelonxagency.com. And if you have any questions about, you know, switching careers or taking the leap, starting a business, I'm happy to help. You know, it's, it's a scary thing. And um, I did it. You're capable of doing it too. So love to help and connect on that. Well, thank you again for joining me. It was an absolute pleasure to have you. All right, friends. Well, if I had one takeaway from today's episode, it was definitely to take imperfect action and get out of your own way and just go for it. If you feel called to do something, if you feel called for a change in your life, what are you waiting for? Just take the first step and see where it takes you. And on that note, I hope you all have a wonderful week and I will see you right back here, same time next week. Okay, friends, I hope you enjoyed today's episode, but I want to take a moment to celebrate the fact that you showed up and put in the work, even if it felt hard. Growth doesn't always feel good, but it sure does mean you're leveling up in life. For show notes, blog posts, downloadable resources, and more, head on over to butwhatifyoudidpod.com and be sure to join our But What If You Did community insiders so that you never miss an update. Just scroll to the bottom of the screen and sign up for free. And if you vibed with this episode, I would love for you to leave us a review on Apple Podcasts telling us what vibed with you. This is the best way to help the podcast grow and I just love hearing how the pod is resonating with you. Simply take a screenshot of your review and send it to hello at alisonpalank.com. That's hello at A-L-Y-S-O-N-P-A-L-L-A-N-C-K.com and I'll send you my exclusive Life Lessons Roadmap for Surviving 2021 Workbook as a thank you. See you soon.